Warning, you're about to access explicit content. Please proceed with caution. This is scientifically possible. Oh my god, okay, Professor Hawking, tell me in your robot voice how this is scientifically possible. Alright, I write Stargate fan fiction, so I think I know what I'm talking about right now. I seriously almost passed out, you're such a dork. Okay, the tub is obviously some kind of energy vortex, right? Like a black hole. But instead of being in space, it's... You know, it's in a hot tub. Time is not linear, we just perceive it that way. Ah! Ah! Like the Terminator! It's cyclical! Right? The machines see a Schwarzenegger back to kill Sarah Connor so that John Connor could never be born. But if John Connor don't see a Michael Bean back to protect her, then they never fuck! And John Connor ain't born in the first place! Checks out. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ripley, you won't believe what I did with our ship. Please, God in heaven, you didn't mistakenly buy and set off another glitter bomb in your never-ending search for the perfect Roomba. How many times have I said it? You can't trust Timu in any dimension, Jova. What? No! I retrofitted it with a flux capacitor using this ultra-rare Back to the Future VHS tape I rented from the last outpost. Seriously? Back to the Future? And a VHS tape? Yeah. Apparently they only made like one of these, and it's like winning a Wonka Golden Ticket without all the diabetes and annoying kids. It has instructions on it on how to build a fully functioning flux capacitor. Hmm. I guess anything really is possible in the antimatter minute dimension. Yeah, I even tested it while you were taking a shit. Saw some historic moments. You did what? What do you mean, historic moments? Like what? Only the ones worth visiting. I saw a few dinosaurs, I vaporized a Nazi, I saw Blink play their first show, uh, I put some Benadryl in Tommy Lee's vodka lemonade, and made a sex tape with Pamela Anderson. You know, the classics. Sometimes I wonder if you've ever actually watched a movie in your life. Messing with timelines is always a bad idea, Jova. Also, I've heard you're drumming and we both know you're no Tommy Lee. Now that you mention it being a bad idea, I am a little itchy. But relax, Ripley. There was nothing but total consent involved here, bro. I mean, I might have fibbed a little bit, but there was absolutely no doubt she wanted me. Fibbed? Yeah, sort of. I told her I was the pioneer of a brand new startup that was going to revolutionize the way we listen to music. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Welcome to Spotify because we know what's buzzing in the music industry. I changed the name for copyright purposes, of course. You're an idiot. We're doing a time travel episode, aren't we? Asking with an of course we are tone? Yep. It's time for the news. Welcome back to Mitchin Hoppers. I'm Joba 1.21 Gigawatts Fet. And I'm Ripley's surfing this time stream, Scott. And you're listening to Close Encounters, the slurred kind. Oh, man. Do I have an awesome article in store for you, my brother? Let's hear it. It's time for the Hyperspace Headlines. All right. This one is coming at you from uh, AP. So AP News. Uh, We got... (laughs) Four men charged in the theft of a satirical golden toilet titled America at Churchill's birthplace. I don't know if you've ever heard about this one, but I saw this one while I was at work and I knew it had to be our article. So uh, London AP, 
Four men were charged Monday over the theft of an 18-karat gold toilet from Blenheim Palace, the sprawling English country mansion where British wartime leader Winston Churchill was born. This toilet, get this, was valued at 4.8 million pounds. That is $5.95 million. Uh, was an artwork titled America, which is kind of degrading, I would assume, because they're calling America a toilet. I also thought that was hilarious. Um, and intended as a pointed satire about excessive wealth by Italian... Oh, yeah, okay, so it is supposed to be that way. By Italian conceptual artist... I'm going to attempt this. Maurizio Catalan, who was part of an installation at the Blenheim Palace near the city of Oxford. Uh, but it vanished overnight in September 2019. The Crown Prosecution Service said Monday it authorized criminal charges against four men ages 35 to 39 which cracks me up to think that you and me could have been the culprits. Uh, <laughs> they're accused of burglary and conspiracy to transfer criminal property. Uh, seven men were initially arrested over the heist, but no charges were brought until Monday, four years after the toilet was stolen. The artwork has never been found. Hilarious to me. So it looks like someone just flushed a lot of money away. Uh, the Guggenheim Museum in New York, where the artwork was installed in a bathroom prior to it being shown at the Blenheim Palace, described the toilet as cast in 18 karat gold. Uh, so it kind of just repeats itself a little bit. Uh, one quote from uh, the Thames Valley Police um, was that it was a very big challenge to try and recover the toilet. He says, will we ever see the toilet again? Personally, I wonder if it's still in the shape of a toilet. Uh, Police and Crime Commissioner Matthew Barber told the BBC, if you have that large amount of gold, I think it seems likely that someone has already managed to dispose of it one way or another. The four suspects will appear at Oxford Magistrates Court on November 28th. That is hilarious. I had to bring this one up because I thought it was so funny. Uh, It's a a little bit dated. November 6th is when this one came out, so... I know we're December 1st, but still relative enough to bring up for this episode. So talk about a shitty situation, literally. Uh, the picture is quite hilarious. Did you ever watch that show where they, it's called The League, where they bet on sports stuff? The League? Yeah, it's about fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy football show. The only episode I remember watching was that that funny guy, Nacho. Taco. Or Taco. Yes. Taco. Yeah, whatever. Yes, the cocaine toilet seat. Yes, the cocaine toilet seat. What? Hey! Oh boy. Uh oh. What? What? Oh oh. Sort of switched the cocaine seat with Andre's seat. Oh God damn it, Taco! Sorry, I wanted to be able to come back any time and just sit on it. Oh, so funny to me, man. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, I thought this was uh, was a hit. So any conjecture, anything you have to say about, uh, you know, this hilarious crime of passion, obviously. People <laughs> who love to shit. Something, you know, uh, you know I, all I can think of is bad puns about golden shitters. Yeah, right. Right? Oh, my gosh. You've heard of the golden shower. Get prepared for the golden shitter. The golden shitter. I love it, man. You know, you thought golden you, – you, you thought you thought golden nuggets were good. Well, how about some some, uh, some poop nuggets? Time to drop in your golden, golden nuggets in a golden toilet. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I love it. 
<sighs> that's all I had. I had to just couldn't I couldn't hold it back. I had to do that one. Fair what enough. you got for me? All right, very good. This one also comes from the AP. Uh, this is in New York. And the title is Robbery Suspect's Colorful Underwear Helped Police Arrest Him, authorities say. So in New York, a pair of multicolored briefs peeking out of a robbery suspect's low-slung trousers helped police arrest him more than a year later, federal authorities in New York said Wednesday. The robbery happened at a tobacco <laughs> shop in Queens. Of course, it's a tobacco shop. On September 14, 2022, three masked men got out of a Mazda, of course it's a fucking Mazda, and entered the store, according to a complaint filed in the federal court last week. Two of the men pointed guns at the employees and customers, while the third emptied the cash register and grabbed the merchandise and employees' cell phones, the complaint said. The robbers fled and said Mazda. Uh, Surveillance videos were then disseminated through the uh, media, which showed the third robber wearing brightly colored briefs with a large R in white in the year 1990 in yellow. What an idiot. That's so, like, describable. Right. Like, <laughs> and I hope to God that those, that pair of underwear is not 32 years old. Please just tell me. Yeah. Anyways, Ugh. an anonymous tipster passed along the Instagram handle of the suspect with the colorful under, underwear, and then police took it from there. And they, um, they also told police that the robbers had tried to sell their stolen merchandise at another Queens location. The t- detectives reviewed the video, video footage from the cell location, spotted the man with the colorful underwear, now easily identifiable because identifiable because he was no longer wearing a mask. Um, they identified him based on his Instagram account uh, and the video and photos from prior arrest. And he was then apprehended in Queens uh, by the ATF, and he is awaiting arraignment. They did not give out his name, which is unfortunate because. I really hope that it's, you know, something underwear themed like boxer uh, yeah, Dudley <laughs> or um, uh, Jimmy Dupree. Fruit of the loom or something. <laughs> You've been, the, the justice, you know, justice is looming over that guy. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's hilarious. I hope he used that money, that, you know, hard-earned money, not to go buy himself some uh, just normal black and gray boxers or boxer briefs because everyone loves it when it's like it's like it's like a little synthetic hand holding your balls in place i love my boxer briefs man i like that they're in a little spot they're not super snug it's not like wearing compression shorts you know when i used to sit in class and the super hot teacher was talking or you know being in the gym it's it's one of those situations where you know you just gotta have it's too loose if it's boxer boxers a box of briefs. They're just a, a nice little hold there. Or, you know? or even upgrade and get the ones that have a little pouch where you can drop the little boys in, like, bloop, bloop, and they just kind of sit there yeah, comfortably away from your legs, no chafing. Also accentuate the package, you know, it's it's, it's the real deal. But uh, It is true. And also, for our listeners, Ripley is talking about his balls. He's not talking about putting little boys anywhere in his pants. Correct. Just letting the, everyone... the twig and berries. That's right. That is very true. That is very true. I wholeheartedly agree. The bait and tackle, baby. (laughs) Whole list of names for that. But anyways, we digress. So uh, note to uh, any would-be robbers and thieves, if you're going to wear fantastical underwear, um, make sure they're covered. (laughs) You know, pull up your goddamn pants for fuck's sakes. 
So, I agree. I, that is exactly what I'm saying. When I, I did read this article, I, my thought was if I got caught, it would be because of my socks. Because I, I don't ever wear like normal I'm, socks. You're like me. Yeah. Like I, uh, if I'm, you know, wearing work clothes, right? Like, you know, yeah. semi nice clothes. I always have weird socks on, like beer socks, or I've got beer dude, socks, we are, Mary socks. I've got like six different pair of Ted Lasso socks. I got. Dude, I bought my dad Ted Lasso socks for Christmas <laughs> last year. Last year, he freaked out. He loved them. That is hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, you and me are definitely cut from the same cloth. Uh, today, in fact, I did wear my fast food socks. Uh, which were like 20 bucks, and I'm still ashamed that I spent that much money. But they had pizza, donuts, french fries, and that might have been it. Nice. But still. I, I spent food. 13 bucks on Pickle Rick socks, so I, you know. Uh, I don't blame you at all. That's amazing. God damn it, I love myself. All right. Oh, my gosh. Great time. Okay. Yes. Heading on out of the head, uh, hyperspace headlines, we're going to uh, wrap things up and head into our laugh alert. Laugh alert. Laugh alert. This time, uh, we are going to basically pit myself and Ripley against time itself. What will we change about the past or the future? What would we like to see? What would we like to be a part of? What would we like to alter? All that fun stuff. Coming at you right now. You're hearing it from the mouth of babes. Not in the sense of that we're babies, but just because we're so fucking good looking. Uh, here we go. Um, you want to take it away, or do you want you, do you want to go back and forth a little bit? How do we want to play this one, Ripley? Yeah, let's go back and forth. Why don't you start us off? All right. I, obviously, I think the quintessential thing to do if time travel is possible... If you are a responsible adult, you are going to go back in time and obviously prevent the birth of Hitler. But most importantly, you're also going to prevent the birth of Justin Bieber. <laughs> so, I mean, Hitler would be first for obvious reasons, but Justin Bieber is a very, very close second. Very good, very good. I would go back in time and I would just walk into uh, Warner Brothers Studios and when they started to pitch Batman vs. Superman just walk in yes. and start slapping everybody in the face and say no, 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 no. Just like just like the meme, the uh, Batman slaps Robin meme. Yes. We're going to make Perfect. a movie about Batman vs. No. <laughs> Lex Luthor or, you know, Doomsday or... I can't. Yeah, Lex Luthor's gonna chew a Jolly Rancher really weirdly. Fucking no. <laughs> that was the weirdest scene ever. Oh my god. You know who I think I wish they would bring to the Superman uh, or just to like the forefront of the DC universe? That little thing that was on. He's a little tiny guy and he like floats around. His name is like Mixel Pickle. Yeah, yeah. He's from like the multi-dimensional. They play, yeah, they played him on Smallville and they did a really good job making him modern, but I think that'd be a cool thing. I don't know where that came from, but I know we were talking about pitching Superman against bad guys. Uh, but totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Um, the th next thing I would do, so I wrote mine in, in uh, order of like backwards and forwards. So I'm currently going through my backwards list. I would shake the hand of the guy who invented leggings. 
that guy needs a handshake. <laughs> he needs a handshake. I'd probably convince someone to give him a blowjob. I don't know. He needs something. He definitely needs something for his efforts. Compensation is 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 a dire need of this man. Fair enough. Fair enough. In the same vein, I would go back and I would try to uh, ask Marilyn Monroe out on a date before she got famous. So obviously, once she gets famous, I'm completely screwed. But maybe, you know, if when she's flying under the radar, I have a half a percent chance. So that's I'm going to take my shot. Well, she was young. When did she get famous? Because I was going to say, wasn't she like Maya? I, I don't know. Right, if it was, I, I don't know if the answer to that question is before or is younger than 18 then i withdraw my answer and i'll just go of course no 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 no. i i I was not even implying (laughs) that that is that is hilarious though that you brought that i was saying what you know maybe you maybe you could go back in time and convince your younger self to somehow get involved in the time travel business but somehow how cool would it be to say that you're eskimo brothers with jfk and joe dimaggio that's probably the coolest thing in the world. Right? Right. I'm not going to lie to you. She got around, but dude, I'll tell you what. And that's man. why I want to go early. Granted, she it was, was like the 50s <laughs> billion, or 60s, so, you know, STDs weren't really a thing then. Yeah, it's true. God, could you imagine living in a world where those like weren't around yet? Oh, and, my gosh. And people are all about sex and, yeah. We, we, we definitely missed the mark the by about 40 years. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's okay. Yeah, we have to All right, the next prices. one. <laughs> That's right. The next one we have, uh, I've got on my list, is I would tame and domesticate a dinosaur. Uh, yes, I have seen all the Jurassic Parks. I know how terrible of an idea that is. It wouldn't be a fucking meat eater. It would be like uh, a little, like, like a, like a little, uh, it would start out little, and then it would get massive, but like a stegosaurus or a triceratops. Or, I don't know, some, something that was, like, gentle and didn't want to, you know, bite my head off, obviously. But how fucking cool would it be if I did pull a Chris Pratt and I had some a team of uh, raptors running behind me? That'd be really sick. That, that would be sick, definitely. <clears throat> All right, very good. Uh, my yeah. next one is I would go back in time and as soon as Bono or Dave Matthews started to show any interest in music <laughs> I would also slap them across the face and say no <laughs> your, your hands are going to be sore man <laughs> all the slap you got a lot of slap <laughs> I love it Ripley's going to go back in time and throw some hands and god I should have put more slapping on mine that's, that's fantastic slap happy. I love it I love it I would go back and outlift a gladiator just to say I did it, <laughs> you know? Because obviously they didn't lift weights back then, but everyone looks at them at the most badass people of all time. It's Roman warriors and gladiators. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's probably in part to uh, who, who directed Gladiator. Was that, was that Ridley Scott? I think it was, yeah. yeah. You're, you're like your third or fourth cousin. Um, yeah, so I would go back in time. I'd throw 205 on a bench. And I would just, I would just make him cry. I'd make him cry. I mean, because you know, even for the, the the average Joe lifter who doesn't go to the gym and do a lot of stuff, that's a lot of weight for just your random guy walking into a gym. And for someone who's never been in the gym, granted, he may have fought a few lions. Not, you know, I'm a lion if I'm a dying to say that I ever did something like that. But yeah, that was a really bad joke. Uh, 
but god damn it i fight a fucking gladiator so that's all i got all right very good all right uh so a lot of the things that we've talked about have been, you know, relatively altruistic, you know, trying to, you know, save the world from Justin Bieber or Hitler or <laughs> Superman. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and be selfish for a second. I would go back and I would basically go to the beginning of when Microsoft, Amazon and Tesla got, you know, introduced in the stock market. And I would just throw a shit ton of money into that because there you go. God knows okay. we need to pay for okay. the spaceship somehow. We need a few upgrades and fucking thing ain't going to pay for itself. That's hilarious. You know, what's really funny to me that I just noticed after you were saying that is that all of my reverse time travel, all my time travel backwards seems to be the altruistic serving the fellow man, making the world a better place. And my, Other <laughs> my than forward with travel, dinosaurs. Okay, yeah, okay, other than playing with dinosaurs. You know, the fast forwards all seem to very much be beneficial to me. So it's very funny. I guess uh, I'm selfish for thinking ahead, but I'm a saint for thinking behind. <laughs> hmm. There's a social experiment. See if you can break that down and get back to me and tell you tell me what my therapy bill should be. Okay, here we go. Next, I would go back in time and see who really built the pyramids was it aliens like was it actually hebrews did they have to like literally put those bricks like of, of sand and, and soot and all the stuff together and smash them and that's like i i just, just even thinking about it right now is unfathomable like looking at those and like, like humans with nothing put those together like i'm still kind of uh, I'm a very big UFO sci-fi, not sci-fi, that's not the right word. Um, you know, big believer in the, you know, extraterrestrial realm, as we both know. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how, like, that is, I don't know if that could be a thing, because it just seems too implausible versus people putting it together. But at the same time, that's a lot of fucking They've already proven how these were put together. Apocalypse put them together with all his mind powers oh that's, that's true <laughs> oh, forgive me for completely forgetting x-men apocalypse but, my get another one to go back and probably potentially stop because... pop, 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 pop. yes lots of smacks <laughs> another terrible one all right uh next one i would go into the future and find out when the dallas cowboys will actually win another fucking super bowl so you can laugh at them or like them. So I can f just know that it finally will happen again. And even if it doesn't have to be my lifetime, just know that eventually they'll just stop choking on so much dick and fucking win <laughs> the Super Bowl and, and just get off of it because they had such a big run in, in the 90s and it's literally been 28 years since they've been in a Super Bowl. Even yeah, though they're... Well, guess they're, they haven't been they, they've had a few bad seasons but over the last you know 15 they've been <clears throat> competitive but always choked and so just bro the cowboys have been raping the redskins yes the redskins not the fucking commanders the redskins <laughs> uh since the 90s man i can't wait for the redskins to come back and do something <laughs> yeah well that's not gonna uh, happen so 
I know it's not. Good lord. Ay, ay, ay. But that's uh, fair enough. I don't have enough love for the Redskins to even wish to go back in time to see anything. So at least you still have love for your, your given team. I don't have that. I would go back in time and I would solve mankind's very first riddle. I would see what came first, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> Fucking A. Talk about a loss of sleep. I mean, good lord. I, I honestly sit up at night and I'm like, man, is it chicken? Like, you know, God's out there. God, he made us, he made animals, he made, he made a chicken, he laid an egg. But did he make an egg that a chicken came out of? Maybe he formed the egg. And I'm like sitting there like, dude, I have absolutely thought about that and been like, what makes the most sense? I can't. My brain. <laughs> all i got all right i would go into the future and i would find when they finally developed the first hover bike and not not a hoverboard because i've never been great at skateboarding or trying to balance uh you know with my feet being you know um perpendicular i can't but I can't balance a, it. a hover bike would be fantastic they're gonna eventually create one and i want to know what it is and i'm gonna go into the future and bring it back because that would be freaking hey, awesome. That, that is a dope idea. That is a very dope idea. Okay, so I may have lied a little bit about the backwards being the more altruistic stuff. I, it is all um, al- altruistic, but you know this next one is very much a selfish one. I would go back in time and warn myself about at least three girlfriends. <laughs> After having time to contemplate on that. <laughs> I think I go back in time and warn myself about maybe five, <laughs> and, and, and then explain the reasonings behind them. Hopefully, I look enough like my younger self that it's believable, and maybe give them a rite of passage, so to speak, on how to handle these situations moving forward, so that you don't land into the, so that you know at least I get to them. I get to myself early enough. And then I only have to worry about two, and the other four never, or the other three never happen, because I learned my from my mistakes, which I obviously keep repeating. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I would do. Nice. Uh, that actually leads me to a good one. I would go back in time, and there, there's probably about three or four, like notable missed opportunities that I had, had where like you find out after the fact, like, oh yeah, you missed your shot. It was totally there. I would go back oh, and yeah. correct that. Oh my gosh, Go back yes. and, and you know, shoot my shot. Oh yeah, you gotta do it. Oh man, I'm so glad I have short-term memory because like, I've had a lot of those situations where I was really nervous and too tired, or t- not too tired, that's not the right word, but like couldn't, like at, at the moment, either I didn't it, like, know they were hitting on me and then thought about it later was like holy shit you know i would go oh man again very thankful that i'm like in one in one ear out the other but i would go back in time and i would stop the democratic party from forming (laughs) (laughs) no more liberals (laughs) we don't have to expound on that because i'm sure any liberals that are watching watching like we have anything if you're watching us that's creepy as hell because this is only an audio platform (laughs) but you know we love all we love all people whether it's 
Republican, Democratic, but I think you guys would be much happier as Republicans. Okay, that's all. All right, very good. All right. Um, <laughs> God, <that. laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, I would go into the future and f- to find out if and if we ever go actually try to colonize Mars. That would Ooh, be good one. That won't happen in, in my lifetime, but it'd be interesting to know if it, if it actually is achievable. Wow, that's a really good one. Yeah, I'm also so, so that is funny. We may be starting in the same spot. It's I'm for I'm I'm doing the forwards now, also starting right now. So and to bounce off that, actually, uh, I would befriend an alien once disclosure happens because we know slow drip disclosure is 110 percent in the works right now. I don't know if you uh, have been following the UAP congressional hearings, which I have very deeply. There's an act called the Schumer Act that's in uh, Congress or the Supreme Court or something. I think it's passed. It's basically going to force those who know, who are in the know of uh, these certain contractors, things and information being held from the public to come forward in a manner that is going to be safe so that the public can be a little bit more in the know of where we came from, you know, all that stuff. But it looks like, unfortunately, here I am backtracking on myself. A few Republicans are trying to block the bill. We're not all bad. We're not all bad. Just those three, whoever they are. Uh, but anyways, no, it's definitely going to happen. It's either going to happen catastrophically where, you know, the aliens and or whatever they are going to make themselves known. Or uh, some guy who's a whistleblower other than David Grush is going to come out and just be like, I'm done with this, this shit. Here it is. Boom. And then the whole world is going to go, oh, my God, what's going to happen? So, anywho, after all that happens, however it plays out, I want to befriend an alien. I think that'd be great. Okay, I'm done. All right. I'll take you one step further, and I'll go, and this kind of goes in line with the Marilyn Monroe thing. I'll go into the future and be the first human to fuck an alien. Just like, oh, just like Jay said from, I think, Jay and Silent Bob. There goes homeboy. Fucked a Martian once. Fucked a, a Martian once. Oh my god, so good, so good. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't even. I totally forgot about that. Uh, I would build and operate a mech suit. Like and, you know, I was actually taking this really deep. I was like, you know, there's so many mech suits out there. As long as it's and not I'm, the Batman mech suit, you son of a bitch. No, 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 no. I would use and not not like I know people think mech suit and they all of a sudden think. You know, there's the power loader that we talked about in previous episodes from Aliens. And then there's, uh, you know, the mech suits from, like, the Matrix. I'm talking specifically, you know who got mech suits right? Asians. Asian people with the anime, bro. They got it right. Like, whoever here has ever seen Gundam Wing...
raise your hand if you're in a car, if you're on a bus. Okay, put it down. Now you look weird. Put it down. Uh, those suits. Did you ever watch Gundam Wing? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh my god, it's the cool. Oh god, they're the coolest. Thing. Later on, whenever you get a, get a chance, you gotta Google Gundam Wing just to see what the. It's literally like the uh, Earth has expounded into space, and they've kind of like colonized like asteroid belts and the, and the solar system. And there's like 13 colonies or whatever these colonies, and each one of those colonies is protected by a mech, like a mecha and a mech suit, and they all have their own like weapons. Oh my god, it's the coolest show ever. I loved it when I was in like middle school. <laughs> but I still look back and I'm like, damn, those Gundams, they're awesome. So yeah, I would want a Gundam mech suit. All right, I would go back in time to two minutes ago and prevent you from having to tell me that story. Yeah, I figured that would be uh... a... <laughs> sorry, not sorry. God's a phrase my ex used to use a lot. Man, I really, I, I want to go back in time and keep myself from ever learning that phrase. <laughs> oh, man. I have a few more, and then we can hop out of this. You, you, do you have any more, or you want to just I, knock I, them all I out? I have one it? more, but I want it to be the closer, so feel free. Oh, yeah. perfect. All right, here we go. I'm going to knock all these out. It'll take two seconds. So I would vacation in a virtual reality world. Just chill. Oh, you know? I like that. Uh, nice. I would bang a hot AI Blade Runner style. So we're talking an android, someone that looks just human enough to put my wiener in it. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> yep. Uh, I would learn how to fly an actual spaceship. Obviously, I don't do so hot in the swirl. Um, I would study all the pub trivia I ever lost, then go back in time and kick everyone's ass. Not actually knowing anything, but having studied it and being like, eat my shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess the last one is, I'd, I guess I'd also play a winning lotto ticket just for shits and gigs. And that's, that's what I would do. Very good, very good. All right, the... The final thing that I would do is I would go back in time and convince a certain porn star that she should go with you to Friendsgiving so that we could have the best Friendsgiving yes. story ever. 100%. And I don't think it's given too much away if I sit here and say, Lena Paul, you're always on my mind, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, that was great. That was a fantastic closer. I'm very glad you chose that one. You're welcome. You're welcome. Here to help. All right. Yes. It looks like we're going into the banter beacon. Banter beacon initiated. Yeah. Here we go. Let's hop on into the banter beacon with wild and crazy time travel claims. All right. These are basically 13 mysterious time travelers with convincing stories coming at you from Ranker.com. We've actually used a lot from this website to discuss pop culture and things like that. Lots of listed articles, and it's a great source and a great place to go. So we'll do the back and forth thing. So the first one we got is a pilot sees a futuristic plane. Air Marshal Sir Robert Victor Goddard was sent to inspect uh, an abandoned airfield in Edinburgh in 1935. It was dilapidated, 
which he made note. He got back in his plane, took off. Heavy rain and lo a low visibility prevented him from going too far. He turned around and headed back to the airfield to wait out the storm. As he approached the landing strip, something very strange happened. The clouds cleared, the sun was bright, and he saw that a previously abandoned land was now bustling with mechanics in blue jumpsuits. There were four yellow planes on the tarmac. One of them was a kind he had never seen before, and the guy was a military pilot. He was pretty familiar with all the different plane models available at the time. He was completely confused. Had he imagined it? Was he hallucinating? Was it a dream? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, he was sent back to the airfield far from being abandoned. Sorry, far from being abandoned. It was now in full use, complete with blue jumpsuit wearing mechanics and yellow planes. And sitting on the runway was the plane he couldn't identify in 1935. Uh, the Magister was manufactured in 1938 three years after Goddard initially saw it. So this is one of the more convincing stories because he wasn't even trying to travel through time. It's just something unexplainable that happened to him. That's pretty crazy because that's very in-depth and it makes you go... Yeah, mm. it's like he traveled through a wormhole or something. Very interesting. It's crazy. All right. Uh, next up, two professors see Marie Antoinette at Versailles in 1901. In 1901, two professors from St. Hugh's College in Oxford, England, Ooh. went to uh, visit the Palace of Versailles. Versailles, of course, was the French royal home until the monarchy was abolished in 1792. Marie Antoinette, one of the last royals to live there, was executed in 1793. As many of you know, she lost her head. Uh, so on that day in 1901, when professors Anne Moberly and Eleanor Jordan, Jordan, I don't know, who the fuck cares? Yeah, whatever, uh, who cares? We're walking the grounds of the palace. It's pretty safe to say they did not expect to see Marie Antoinette in the flesh, just chilling on a stool outside of the Petit Trianon, a private Ooh, retreat cool. built for Antoinette by her hubby, Louis XVI. And yet, there she was, sitting and sketching and completely oblivious to the fact that two women were gaping at her and all other people in 1780s period attire who appeared to be just as who appeared just as suddenly as Antoinette. Antoinette and everyone else disappeared when a tour guide approached Moberly and Jourdain. Uh, together, they wrote a book, an adventure about their experience, and the story gained notoriety because of how grounded it seemed. These were two highly educated and well-respected women. They just wouldn't make up a story like that, or would they? Sorry, that, that, that was my addition. They're women. Anyways, uh, so what was it then? Did they actually travel through time, or was it one of the most thoroughly reported, compelling, and famous time travel hit stories that can't be explained? Very interesting. So for me, I would say uh, maybe don't like do so much acid. <laughs> and then you're probably, you know, everything's probably fine. Uh, so, <laughs> that is crazy, though. Oh, my gosh. So going on, we've got a journalist experiences an air raid 11 years before it occurs. So journalist J. Bernard Hutton and photographer Joachim Brandt were sent by a German newspaper to do a story on the Hamburg shipyard in 1932. It was an uneventful visit for the most part until the bombs began raining down on them as that would also, that would definitely be quite noisy. Hutton and Brandt realized they were caught in the middle of an air raid and hightailed it out of there, but not before snapping some photographs. When they got back to the center of Hamburg, no one believed their story. 
They developed the photos they took, intending to to prove to everyone that they weren't crazy. In fact, they proved the opposite. The photos showed no signs of an air raid. 11 years later, Hutton was living in London when he opened up a newspaper and probably nearly spit his coffee across his desk. There was a story about Operation Gomorrah, an air raid on Hamburg. The accompanying photos looked exactly like what had happened in 1932. That is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Man, if I thought something happened and I had no proof, and then like several years down the road, someone presented me with something that happened recently, and I'm like, no shit, that stuff happened 11 years ago, I would be like, my brain would just melt into mush. I'd be like, what? Just what? What? That's crazy. Yep. You'd be like Neo in the Matrix, just what? How about I give you the finger? And you give me my phone call. Oh, yeah. That'd be, oh, my God, crazy. All right. Next up, we have the Green Children of Woolpit. Uh, in the 12th century, a young boy and girl were found alone in Woolpit, England. They didn't speak English or any other identifiable, identifiable language, for that matter. And their skin was green. That's right, green. They were taken by a local villager, and, th- and though the boy died... Soon after, the girl survived and eventually learned to speak English. Finally, she was able to tell someone where she came from. She said she had come from the twilight-covered place called St. Martin's Land and that she and her brother were taking care of their father's sheep one day when they found a cave. They went into the cave, and after walking for what felt like a very long time, they emerged in Woolpit. Maybe it's just folktale, or maybe they came from the future. After all, the, their story does sound suspiciously like a time slip. Unfortunately for them, they were never able to get back to where or when they came from. I didn't think Thanos had kids, <laughs> other than uh, you know the few that he that we know he did have. So I'm like wondering, or not? I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that joke and redo it. I didn't know Thanos had sheep because I would assume these kids are related to Gamora which is his daughter, so they may be his long-lost children. What I think is funny uh, is, are you looking at the picture right now that I'm looking at with the wool pit? It's like a, yeah. a carved, it's like a wooden, um, uh, not a wooden, oh my gosh, a uh, metal, metallurgy wrought iron sign. <laughs> I can't tell if someone went in there and like colored these two kids green or if <laughs> it was an actual picture taken where these kids are green. It looks like someone using like i don't know photoshop went in and photoshopped these two kids to be green to match the story and to match this article uh either way it's very funny to me so anywho moving on we got charlotte warburton what a last name warburton travels through time without even realizing it uh in 1968 charlotte warburton entered a cafe she had never seen before Nothing seemed to miss, but when she tried to go back a few days later, it had vanished. Charlotte later learned there was, in fact, a cafe in that spot, but many years ago. It had been replaced by a supermarket long before Charlotte claims to have ever walked in and visited it. That's, oh man, that's, that would mess with me too. That's kind of wild. Yeah, what that's next? another wormhole thing that, yeah, just crazy. Mm-hmm. That would that would probably literally drive me insane. Like I know what happened, but it's not there. This like what's going on. I've woken up. I've woken up to so many situations like that though, where I'm like, 
Did I do that? What did what, what happened? Uh, uh, anyways. What is that? We don't know. There's a worm? It's a mushroom. Yeah, shiitake. Monkey, taste it. What do you think? Is it shiitake? He can't understand you. He just did. Why is he pulling on it? He's probably hungry. Wait a second. Is that? Alright, next up, a police officer travels from the 1950s to the 1950s from 1996. In 1996, what? a police officer and his wife were shopping in Liverpool. His wife went into a bookshop while he took off for a CD store down the street. As he walked away from the bookstore, he noticed that everything was suddenly quiet. Then a van looked like it was from the then a van that looked like it was from the 1950s honked and swerved around him. Somehow he was standing in the middle of the street and a stranger that everyone and stranger than that, everyone around him was dressed in a 50 style clothing. Confused, he tried to go back to the bookstore, but it wasn't there. In his place was a woman's clothing shop named Crips. <laughs> Not the gang. Uh, so he went into the clothing shop, but as soon as he did, it was a bookstore again. He went back. He was back in 1996, but he couldn't figure out what happened to him until he learned that Crips has hadn't existed since the 1950s. <laughs> That's how you know we're living in a simulation because someone who's in control of the simulation was like somebody's walking by and they see a store named Crip. Oh fuck! It's, it's like the two thousands. That's that's not that's totally not PC anymore. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Uh, it makes me think of the Rick and Morty episode <laughs> where they run out of computer powder uh, power when they're putting Rick and Morty in the simulation, and they're like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> and Jerry's just like oblivious to everything that's going on around him. Marklovitz, do you have a minute to talk? Yes. Look, I'm a fraud. I mean, let's face it. Hungry for apples is just a ripoff of Got Milk. It's almost identical. Yes. Uh, okay. I deserve that. Um, I guess I'll just pack up my desk. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. You know what? No! The milk people don't have a patent on simple rhetorical questions. You know, there's not even a single word in Hungry for Apples that's shared by Got Milk. It's a completely different slogan. It's different. And I shouldn't be fired. I should be promoted. Yes. Yeah. Wait, really? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm, I, it may be derivative, but it's the most successful campaign to come out of this agency in a long time. Yes. I'm not saying it should win an award for commercials, but it could certainly be nominated for an award for commercials specifically about apples, like an apple or something. Yes. Is there really an award called the apple for apple-related ad campaigns? Yes. Could we nominate me? Yes. Holy crap! <laughs> yes! So good. So good. He's like, hmm, human music. Oh, fantastic. All right. Ooh, I've actually heard this one before. All right. This one's very interesting. The man from Tarred. In 1954, a man trying to get through customs at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan, had a bit of trouble when the customs agents, uh, with the customs agents. It wasn't because he forgot to declare something on his customs forms, but because he claimed to be from a country that did not exist. 
He had a passport and stamps to prove it. His passport was from a country named Tared, which he claimed was between uh, Spain and France. When customs officials pulled out a map and asked him if he did meant Andorra, he became angry. He said that, yes, the location was right, but Tared had existed for at least a thousand years. He had never heard of Andorra. He was given a hotel room for the night when the, uh, while the police tried to figure out what was happening. Even though they were armed guards posted outside his room, the man vanished the next morning. His passport, which had been stored in the security office at the airport, was also gone. Officials never figured out the mystery of the man from Tarred. This stuff, stories like this, make me think of the current UAP happenings now, where like we don't know what these things are coming in and out, but there's a lot of speculation that it's people phasing in and out of dimensions and things like that, and there's just high-tech vehicles that are going in and out, and maybe there's some weird crazy flying vehicle highway in some other dimension that just keeps accidentally getting too close to the permeable plane of, of existence where we live. And, you know, maybe this guy just kind of walked his way up in here. It's crazy. Next up, we have uh, Jopar Voren. Not no idea if I did that right. Uh, claiming to be from <laughs> this area. In 1850, a man named uh, Mr. Jopar Varin was found in Frankfurt on the Oder, 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 uh, Germany, and questioned. He spoke very broken German, which made his claims even more difficult to understand. He said he was from Lexaria and spoke the languages Lexarian and Abramian. He said he was in search of his long-lost brother, but was shipwrecked on the way to his destination. Which is interesting because Germany is a landlocked country. Yeah, it is uh, very weird. Varin didn't recognize any of the maps or globes that were presented to him. He claimed that the world that, as he knew it had five sections. Sacria, Athlar, Aslar, Oslar, and Upalar. In the... <laughs> so oh it's like Asia, Australia, Europe, Africa, and... What the other one is? Sacria. Yeah. Anyways, in the yearbook yeah. of facts in science and art, John Timms reports Varin was taken to Berlin to be questioned and studied. There's no doubt that Varin existed. The question is, was he crazy or was he from the, a very distant future? I'm, oh, I'm going crazy. With crazy. Yeah, I would have to go with that, or he like you just you were just making that joke. I, maybe he just didn't know how to pronounce the countries. Like and, this is this almost seems like he um, basically was like predating all these uh, YA novels, right? Like yeah, <laughs> the continent of Euflar, Asplar, Asplar, like fuck uh, off! Oh my god. It's either that or it's a clear, uh, you know, a closed case of um, one of those situations where it's like he just didn't really learn in school right. before E except after C and then dealing with Hayes and Neighbor and Way and on weekends and holidays and all throughout. Man, you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. Yeah. So it could be one of those things. Going back to, into 1850, they found out he was just dyslexic. <laughs> I mean – I always wonder the people that made the the mangas, the the Japanese mangas. Uh-huh. I wonder were they all, were they all dyslexic? Because you read those like way backwards. I don't know. 
think that's just probably an insensitive cultural joke, but I don't know. All right, moving on. We got four friends travel from 1979 to 1905. In 1979, uh, Jeff and Pauline Simpson and Lynn and Cynthia Gisby were traveling through France. When it became late, they decided to find a hotel for the night. They found a place not too far down the road they were traveling from. It was an odd place. The doors to the rooms had wooden latches, no locks, and the windows only had thick shutters with no glass. In the morning, they had breakfast at the hotel and encountered two gendarmes, and it has in parentheses, armed French policemen, okay, that were wearing old-looking uniforms and complete with capes. The whole experience at the hotel seemed strange, not least because their stay only cost 19 francs, I guess that's like not very much money. And other hotels in the area were over 200 francs. Well, I can say that's a lot more than 19. Still, they happily went on their way and their return journey tried to stop and stay at the hotel again, except it had seemingly vanished into the air or into thin air. And the uniforms, those gendarmes gendarmes were wearing, they were from around 1905. Wow. Oh, my gosh. How crazy would that be? Yeah, that, see that. Uh, okay, I I want to believe you, but like, how do you go into some place and you're like, this motherfucking place has not been updated for seventy five years? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is a little much to believe. That's uh, that's asking a lot. It's asking a lot of your audience, right? Like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Hey, guess what? The toilet hasn't been invented yet. What the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> there's no TP in here. All right. Uh, TP for bongo. All right, your turn. <laughs> moving on. Uh, a 20th century doctor finds himself in the 1800s. In 1935, Dr. E.G. Moon was leaving the residence of one of his patients in Kent, England. Why is Why are all these things from Europe? Like, did they just do a whole lot of hallucinogenics that we aren't aware of? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> England is glitching out, man. It's glitching out. <laughs> uh, anyways, when he realized his car was not where he had left it, both the driveway and the road seemed a lot rougher than he remembered. Dr. Moon spotted, spotted a man walking by the house and he realized that the man was wearing several capes on top of a, on, and a top hat and carrying a long barreled gun. He looked like he looked to Moon like he was from the 19th century, not the 20th. Dr. Moon turned to go back to the house, but as he did, he saw the driveway was paved again and his car was once again parked in it. He turned back towards the road to look for the man, but he had vanished. So weird, man. God, all these, I'm telling you, all this seems like a phasing in and out of different dimensions. This is just crazy talk. And also when you said Dr. Egg Moon and I'm reading it, the only thing that went through my mind was Sonic the Hedgehog with Dr. Eggman. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone, the doctor thinks you're basic. Nope. You remember, you remember Dr. Eggman? He's the bald guy with the mustache. Uh, Jim Carrey's character. Yes, yes. Jim Carrey's character. Yeah. So funny. All right, moving on. In 2000, another one that I know. Oh my gosh, I must have just done some weird deep dives into like weird parallel universe stuff. So... In 2000, a mysterious man named John Titor claimed to come from the year 2036. In November 2000, the Time Travel Institute forums saw a spike in unusual activity. 
Nestled among the usual conspiracy theories and far-fetched UFO sightings were a string of posts from a man who called himself John Titor. He claimed to be from the year 2036, saying the government sent him back in time to 1975 to retrieve an old IBM computer, which they needed in order to debug some computer programs. He hopped off his time machine in 2000 for personal reasons, and since he was already there, he decided to warn everyone about how crappy the future was going to get. He basically claimed that civil unrest would begin in the United States in 2004, which I would argue has always been here, and there would be a full-blown civil war by 2012. Okay, that obviously didn't happen. By 2015, he said a quick World War III would have come and gone. Of course, none of, the, none of these things actually happened, which states the article. So you're probably wondering, why did people believe this, this wingnut? It's because his posts about time travel were so detailed, the description of its mechanics... And his machine was so thorough that it almost seemed impossible that he wasn't telling the truth. I mean, there's a lot of very smart autistic people in the world. So, <laughs> you know, that just kind of goes to show. That's so. And that's pretty much also how Scientology started. So there's yeah, that. Very true. Yep. All right. Next up, two men from 1969 drive straight to the 1940s. <laughs> In 1969, giggity, uh, two men were having lunch in southwestern in a southwestern Louisiana town. When did we get the fucking town's name? After they got in the car and headed back to work along U.S. Route 167, a highway that spans much of the state, in the distance they saw an old car. As they got closer to it, they realized it was moving very slowly, and they could he- see the year 1940 printed on the license plate. The two men pulled up alongside the car and peered in to see if everything was okay. They were greeted by the sight of a woman done up in full 1940s regalia and a small child, mm. both of whom looked very confused and even the, and even they thought frightened. They gestured to the mm. woman indicated that she should pull over and they would help her. As she began to pull onto the side of the road, the two men stopped a few yards in front of her. When they turned around to make sure she would park safely, the whole car had vanished into thin air. Interesting. See, that seems more like a ghost thing than a back in time thing. But I mean, I guess it could be either or. Uh, I'm always going to default to the, you know, interwoven uh, dimension stuff because I think that's what's going on with a lot of these. But that's crazy town. All right. Coming up on the very last one here, Preston Nichols and Al Bielik claim they were part of the alleged Montauk project. Um, At an Air Force base in Montauk, New York, at the eastern tip of Long Island, Mm -hmm. Preston Nichols claims some top secret travel or sorry, some top secret government time travel experiments took place. Nichols wrote in the Montauk projects. God, I can't talk today. Mm -hmm. Nichols writes in the Montauk project experiments in time that in the 1980s, he recovered repressed memories of working on the project and his claims, though outlandish. Mm -hmm. Uh, they experimented on children. One child had psychic abilities. They created a time portal to 1943, but not just any moment in 1943. The portal opened up to the USS Eldridge, the subject of another famous alleged government project, the Philadelphia Experiment, which if you are a fan of conspiracy theories, listeners, you know about the Philadelphia Experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proponents of the Philadelphia Experiment conspiracy theory proposed that at the height of World War II, the U.S. conducted a series of tests to try and cloak its warships. They wanted their ships to be invincible and undetectable. In October 1943, they reportedly succeeded, 
but there was a side effect. This always freaks me out when I talk about it. The Eldridge traveled back in time 10 minutes, and the experience drove the crew mad. They were brainwashed after, afterward, and their memories wiped the whole incident. A film about these alleged events, The Philadelphia Experiment, was released in 1984, and wouldn't you know it, that film triggered some repressed memories on one Al Balek. Uh, Balek began discussing these memories with the press, which brought him to the attention of Nichols. The two got in touch and together told a story that linked the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment. Balek uh, had traveled through the time portal from the USS Eldridge to Montauk. The scientists at Montauk pushed him back through to the Eldridge. It's easy to dismiss Nichols and Balek's claims as pure science fiction, but the tale is so compelling, so detailed, and so unbelievable, you almost want it to be true. It is crazy. It is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Also, I did hear that the Philadelphia experiment had side effects that, like, when when it didn't work, they were, like, accidentally, like, fused into the mechanics of the ship. I don't know if you remember that side effect. Did, did, you, did you hear the same story, or was that just me? I, there was some weird battleship World War II government experiment where, like, they were trying to, like, teleport stuff. And people were like, like there was a hand sticking out of the console and like some dude's leg is sticking out of the, I don't know. There's like, the, the, I remember hearing about that and I was like, oh shit, that's fucking scary. Oh, hey, Ripley, think I could go back in time and add Pam to our Spotify account? What? No, no, we're going to we're going back to fix the time stream and make sure we, and by we I mean you, didn't do any permanent damage. Damn, I thought maybe you'd say that. As they say, Pamela, we'll always have Paris, or at very least, the cockpit of the Black Swirl. I swear if you did anything on my side, I'll... Stay slurred, Dimension Hoppers! Let's go. Don't wait. This episode is over. Honest. It was great. But now it's over. It's over. It's over. I am no longer sober. Joe Buffett here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our ridiculous content, then get to your nearest cosmic communication device and spread the word to your friends, family, coworkers, or nearby nerf herders. We're available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. If you have an idea for our show or would like to propose a theme, send in an email to CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com. That's CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com. Feel free to tweet us or shoot us a message at the kind on either Meta, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't, be sure to follow us on the socials mentioned above and don't forget to join Ripley, myself, and our droid Zero Frux and all the other Dimension Hoppers over on our Facebook group, The Antimatter Minute. Now watch your step. It's time to board the Black Swirl so we can continue tumbling down this black hole of hilarity together. Remember, everyone, stay slurred. Oh, hey, Joe Buck. Yes, this is him. What's that startup called? Uh, no comments. <laughs>